0: Turning Trials into Triumphs, Seeking and Embracing Success. Coach Todd Hollish here, your host. I'm excited to be here with you today. Grateful, as always, to be here, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited for the, the lady that we have on today and just for her to share her experiences. Before we get into that, I just want to mention today we're being sponsored by Ardor Boutique. You can support us by supporting them. You can simply go to ardorshop.com. That's a r d o r s h o p. Dot com folks today we have a lady who is uh, got an amazing story uh, she's a business owner <clears throat> excuse me an entrepreneur a wife a mom a roofer and definitely an overcomer uh, please welcome Susanna Massey Susanna welcome to why not me
1: thank you so much it's so nice to be here thank you for considering me and for having me on your podcast I appreciate it
0: of course of course so there's a, there's a lot of descriptors in that introduction. What did I miss? What did I leave out?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I guess, you know, if anything, my life is an adventure. And I am so thankful. You mentioned the word overcomer. And I have chosen that. But also, I feel like God has brought people into my life and, and opportunities into my life. So I am an overcomer, but through the strength and the help of so many other people. So I'm very blessed and I'm very, th- I'm very thankful um, that I can, can add that that overcomer piece because not everybody gets there, but I believe that everybody can.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I also believe everybody can. Um, I've often thought of, um, you know, I've got some mentors, people that I've intentionally sought out and connected mm-hmm. with, but thinking back to when I was younger, and maybe not making great decisions on a regular basis. It's funny because we were just talking about our sons. And and then, um, you know, I, I think of people in my past, like, um, some of our pastors, good friends, the Toshaks, um, my, my, uh, the, the Mori family, and they're like guardrails for me. Like, like I was starting to, you know, I probably heard the rumble strips. And next thing you know, I, I would have been in the ditch if I hadn't had amazing people around me just to encourage to, to set examples, etc., who so if you can think of some just a a, a scenario like share with us uh, a time when 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 you just remember one of these people coming in and being being that rock for you
1: you know it is so that's such a good question and i have a perfect scenario that it just popped into my head because it was a pivotal point in my life so i was raised in what is known as the Shiny Happy People cult, uh, A-T-I-V-O-P, the uh, Bill Gothard cult. My parents took that to an extreme radical um, interpretation, which the cult in and of itself was radical enough and horrible enough. But um, they went a little more uh, off-road with it. And I wound up in a situation where I was the second oldest of 12 children uh, being raised in grinding poverty. and. You know, I'm not going to get into a lot of the stories because those are my sibling stories, and you know, I will only share what is my story. That'll be theirs to share someday. But I can remember being just absolutely hopeless, powerless, feeling like there was all my siblings that I I cared about and loved deeply, and I wanted to be able to change Mm -hmm. to offer some hope. And, um, you know, I was pretty much a mother from the age of eight because that's the second oldest girl. And then the rest are seven boys and then so on and so forth. You know, I, my older sister and I assumed a tremendous amount of responsibility at an incredibly young age um, as our mother was was ill. Um, and that person that made a pivotal suggestion to me was actually a cashier and she saw that i was having trouble in, in as an as a teenager reading i had i had been able to go into the store to grab something for one, one of the kids and she understood somehow that i couldn't understand i didn't know how to read i'm not hmm. sure how she picked up on that if it was the holy spirit whatever it was she's like do you know um there's a thing called hooked on phonics and and you you know, you, you seem like you're you're not quite understanding what I'm trying to tell you. I think that if you would get this, you might be able to, you know, understand a little bit. She was so kind and so sweet. She wrote it down on a piece of paper for me. I was able to get to the library and teach myself to read. Um, because part of the cult teachings were that women were not to be educated, um, or uh, hold jobs outside the home at all, that women were basically to be subservient to men and at all times throughout their entire life and only function in service to men in um, child uh, birth and rearing. And that was to an extreme, to an extreme. So that lady set my life on a course where education became the thing that changed everything. Because once I was able to read, well, I became a voracious reader. (laughs) <laughs> and that education piece is what began to allow me to slowly deprogram to find what else was out there. Uh, we were raised in incredible, incredible isolation, uh, way out in the middle of nowhere. No television, no radio, uh, no influence, outside influence of any kind, not, not church groups, nothing Um and then uh, when my dad would leave, uh, and he was also a Southern Baptist pastor, um, not to throw shade on Southern Baptists because I know they don't they don't all operate that way, but he would actually remove the phone from the wall um, because of the amount of abuse that was going on in the home. So when I say isolated and secluded, it was it was pretty extreme. <laughs> so that education piece, learning how to read and knowing. That maybe if I could learn more, I could maybe make a difference. I could get a job. I could teach myself, even though it had been denied to me, and I was told that you know, I mean, that was my salvation. Like if you learn to, if you go to college, if you go to school, if you you know, that's basically you're going to hell. I was able to Oof. find the courage within myself to combat that and begin that that journey. So that. That person, that cashier, she worked at that's Market Basket.
0: That's amazing. Market Basket. That's amazing. So, uh, there's a couple a couple things I I think are worth mentioning, and all that. So, if, a what an incredible story! And to anybody that feels like they're stuck, hopeless, I, I don't I, I don't want to put my words in how you were feeling, but um, there's somebody out there that's that wants to help you. Like, like, I, I'm, I promise there's somebody around that, that has something for you. Uh, if you'll just somehow indicate that you're, that you need it, that you're ready for it. And conversely, on the, on the flip side of that, folks, there's somebody out there that needs your help. That, yes. that if you, if you feel inclined, like maybe I should say something, say it, uh, because it's not yeah. going to serve anybody if you keep it inside. So, okay. Susanna, that's a beautiful story. Oh, so, well. Yeah, the, the results of that are a beautiful story. Um, so you taught yourself to read. You're you're self-educated. Um, okay. All right. So now walk us forward. Once, I mean, you're you're in roofing. Um, so yes. how did how did all that? How did you end <laughs> up from from being uneducated, not allowed to be educated, to teaching yourself to read, to becoming you know who you are today as a business owner in the in the roofing industry.
1: So basically, um, I have seven brothers and most of them began roofing at some point. And I had, you know, I was the rebel. I was the questioner. I was the one that was that finally pushed my parents to be able to allow the very youngest siblings to go to public school. I was I was just that person that I was the black sheep. I was the crazy one. I was the one that was like, no, nah, this doesn't feel right. Um, you know, and there came a point where I'm just like, you know what? This we're done with this. We're going to get some some help and, and things did begin to change for the better after that. I got married very young. Um, I got pregnant when I was 18. Uh, I got married very young and throughout the years of my children being young, and into their teenage years, not only was I struggling with catching up because you want to talk about imposter syndrome, I'm still light years behind my peers. People will talk about pop culture references; I have no idea. Like people that that know me, especially from that time, say it was like meeting someone from another planet. They're like, "Susie, you you look like you got off Mars because you were that clueless about the world, and truly, I was." So roofing was something that I could learn, work part-time, in addition to my, you know, taking care of my three kids and trying to be the best mom that I could be as I was, deprogramming, healing. And the thing about roofing is, unlike other trades degrees, you don't have to go and get a certification. It's the wild west out here, baby. You, you, <laughs> you know, so I was, um, again, when I, when I look back, that's those opportunities that came into my life wow. to be in roofing. And I was able to teach myself the trade from zero to a t- 10,000 miles an hour because there's not that governing body at this point that says you have to go to school, blah, blah, blah. Not that those things are bad, but I was able to teach myself the trade well enough to be to go through um, yeah. all the different systems, <laughs> learning all the different roofing systems in the field first. And then learning the estimating project management, public, private bidding, marketing, business development. And now, um, you know, it has just been the most wonderful career. Even if I could have picked for myself, I wouldn't have chosen this, but how blessed am I that it chose me? And it's an incredible, incredible industry. It's a family. It
0: really is. It's, uh, pardon. Yeah. I, I, I warned you before we started, the dogs might blow up. We got four. No, uh,
1: dogs yeah. creatures.
0: It's crazy. Man. Yep. <laughs> it's I, and I don't edit this podcast. And the listeners, they're watchers. I've got dogs. Yeah, you can hear the dogs. So they're, apologies they're all everybody.
1: Creatures. They're all joining in.
0: It's good. Yep. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Incredible that you found a home in roofing. Um, where it just allowed you to grow, right there were no real restrictions or barriers other than what you were willing to to put into it absolutely so what 's that look like today um, tell, tell us about tell us about your business and what you 're doing
1: so I was able blessed to be able to work with some of the most brilliant minds across different systems, different kinds of commercial roofing. Um, I am not a residential roofer at all. If you ask me about shingles, I will point you to somebody that is way smarter than me. But uh, I was able to learn the commercial roofing systems. And I, again, people ask me what it's like to be a woman in a male-dominated industry. And I will tell you that sure, there are some times that there are those drawbacks. And you run into a couple of bad apples everywhere, but this industry has opened its arms to me and the mentors that have brought me through. So I've been through the contractor side, the manufacturing side, the distributor side, and now having worn all those hats and gotten to experience all those different roles, I own my own business. And in addition to that with my husband, who is a well-known, um, Figurehead industry leader, activist within the roofing community. Um, with him, we are opening or have opened, as you can see on my shirt, <laughs> Lira, which is stands for Latinos and Roofing Associated. It's the first ever of its kind in roofing. So eighty percent of our labor, and the reason that I have a job, and so many people that are, you know, maybe higher up the ladder in the food chain in roofing, are the eighty percent of our labor that is Latino. This community is incredibly vulnerable to exploitation because of our broken immigration and border protection. Um, And this is not political. This is a human crisis. And these are people that are the lifeblood of our industry. And I think I, I have Develop this connection to this cause, not only because my husband is Latino and his struggles, but then also I know what it's like to be completely powerless and hopeless, trapped in a system where you're looking at your family going, I want to change this for them, but I am completely powerless to do that. And the system comes against you in a myriad different ways to shut that down, to, to stamp out any spark of hope you have. And I know what it's like to fight that system and to, to come overcome it. And I guess I feel so blessed for the opportunities I've been given. We're just here to pay it forward, just like that cashier. And she, did, she wasn't a business owner. She was a cashier. She paid it forward on a little slip of paper of her receipt roll. And she said, here, honey, this can help you. So I'm just doing that in the ways that I'm led to um, Latinos and roofing it, uh, associated is just the touch point of a much, much greater movement and it is exploding. I mean, this is something that um, my husband and I came up with a few months ago and it is the support for it. It has already become a juggernaut. It is already, and I will tell you I feel so overwhelmed and like light years behind my peers because again, I like, I never went to school and, but I'm slowly, but surely people are coming along to advise us. People are coming along to help, help us. And I just feel blessed. So that's what, that's where my heart is. And that's where my passion comes from is not identifying with this community or trying to appropriate their experience, but the fundamental human experience of, It's all I can do to get out of bed today. I don't know any way out. I don't know any way up. So many of our Latino laborers are exploited in the system because there are issues surrounding immigration. Our immigration system, it has to be reformed. Our border security system, it must be reformed. It has to be because it's creating vulnerable and exploited people and the, the human stories, our heart rate and it's happening on our watch. This is the trail of tears in our own lifetime. These are people whose stories are just below the surface of what we see every day. And they are so vulnerable to being exploited, especially around wages because they'll do the work. Mm -hmm. Then somebody will say, Hey, maybe your paperwork isn't in order or whatever. We're just don't going to pay you. We're just not going to pay. you, And it's happening so much. Of and our Latino leadership in the industry, they are allies and partners. What Mexico is an ascending economy. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a rapidly growing economy. So this is not like a victimhood or a, you know, this is an incredible opportunity for us to come together and build mutually beneficial partnerships. This is a, for the people that are all caught up in the political us against them, you're missing the big picture. This is an incredible opportunity to, for us to build partnerships with people who want to work and build that American dream for themselves and their families. And I just want to be that cashier that, that helps slide that piece of paper across and say, here's the resources. I believe you, you got this. Here's some resources. Go get it.
0: I love how passionate you are about this project. <laughs> uh, it, it just it comes through uh in, in your voice, in your in your in your mannerisms. Uh something you pointed, just something that struck me, it's this notion of, you know, this us versus them, left versus right, one country versus the other. And and it it keeps us I was gonna say elevated, but that's not the right word. It keeps us below like sunk into this level where we're missing the human experience like we're we're supposed to serve each other and and yes. help each other and love each other
1: yes and when we have been so richly blessed when i think of myself being dirt poor rural appalachia white trash okay that's fine redneck whatever uneducated completely uneducated light years behind and the opportunities that I've been blessed with and given and the mentors that have come into my life, one of them being my husband, who is he is just a, a, uh, a lighthouse for the Latino community already. And he's already been that. And for me to be able to partner alongside him to, again, be that that connectivity piece to say, we're here to support you. Here's some resources. We don't, they're not looking for any handout, just a hand up. Just Mm -hmm. these are people that are already working. They're at my lows right now, handing out business cards, trying to get work to support their families. I want to support that. I want to be behind that. That's what it's about. What else are we going to leave behind? I don't know who that cashier was. I don't know her name. She changed my life.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's the ripple effect. Um, right. She, she changed, she changed your life and now look at the ripples that are happening. I I mean, there's probably a trail of them for your whole lifetime, but even now as you're, you've got your business and and employees and suppliers that you impact. And now through, uh, Latinos and roofing, that, that ripple effect is just going to grow. Cause every time, every time you give a hand up, right. Then that person, um, gets to positively impact their family and the people they associate with and, yes. and and the ripples continue. Amazing. I love absolutely.
1: it. It's, it's, it's just exciting. And I absolutely don't buy into this. Oh, you know, and I understand there's issues. I understand that there's frustrations. I understand, but we're looking at this wrong. This is an incredible opportunity for us to partner with a very hardworking entrepreneurial people group that are here in our country and they are our country. They are us. They are here. We, I'm I'm as Irish as the day is long. My people came here on a boat, and you know every we all got here one way or the other. That's the American dream. That's it. That's, the, that's who we are. So it's t- this siloing and tribalism and us against them. No, there's. Not only is it just plain horrible and awful and mean and vicious, but it's such a missed opportunity for everybody to experience leaps and bounds forward together. A house divided against itself will not stand a house divided, you know, a house united. Yeah. Think of what we could do and the people that you and I touch that hear this podcast. How many, rip- how many times are we going to be that cashier that slid that piece of paper across and said, here, I think this can help you. How many people can we be that for? And they will pay it forward to. That's what it's about.
0: That's, that's exactly it. Susanna, this has been amazing. So for, for folks listening that would like to learn more, would like to get involved, like to support you, um, or would like, just like to hear more of your story and want to contact you. What's the best way to, to reach you?
1: Okay. Well, um, Let's do. well, the will I be able to do like a link or something in the description or? Yep. Okay. Okay. So uh, Lira Ruferos. Dot com. So Lira, which is L I R A, and then the word referos, Ruferos, R U F E R O S. Lira Dot com. Okay. That's our new baby website. It's still being built. <laughs> um, okay under construction. And then you can also reach me at my business. The name of my personal business is Water Witcher. And that comes from my uh, Irish and Celtic and Appalachian roots. And you can find me, you can email me directly, Susanna, S-U-S-A-N-N-A at waterwitcherllc.com. And I'm happy to interact with people. Uh, Usually when people hear about this, they want to get involved. And that's great. That tells you the kind of Fantastic industry this is.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. So real quick, um, if you were to leave our listeners with one important or impactful question that they should be considering, what would it be?
1: What can I do today? I can't fix tomorrow. I can't fix the whole world. I can't. I don't know what's going to happen in a week. I'm overwhelmed. What can I do today to make my life better, even by one degree? Do it. Take that step. Tomorrow, take the next one and the next one. I know you can get so beaten down that you don't have a plan. You don't know what to do. Get your feet on the floor. Get out of bed. Get some coffee in you. (laughs) Get going. Get out there. People want to help you. There's some bad people out there, sure. That's not the majority. People are wanting to help you. You need people. We need you. Do it make the first right step you can make.
0: Awesome. Susanna, thank you so much. Grateful for your time. Glad to have you here on the show. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yes, yes. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. A quick reminder today, uh, we're being sponsored by Ardor Boutique. Support us by supporting them at ardorshop.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-S-H-O-P.com. And as always, I'm going to leave you with this. Whatever grand vision you've been given, whatever dream God has put on your heart, you can. Until next time, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, and live life strong. Peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life and I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful, peace to you.